The following podcast is a Dynasty Kingdom production. Yo, 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 what's going down, everybody? Welcome back to another episode on Sundays with Mike and Diana. We are so glad that you guys are here with us today. We love you. Thank you for being here. And if this is your first time, a special thank you to you, man. God bless you guys. But before we get started, let's go ahead and go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we'd like to just thank you right now for the very gift of life today, Father God. Just thanking you for the breath that's in our body. We know that that is a gift from you, and we don't take it for granted. I'd like to just say a special prayer for all of our listeners this evening, Father God. I pray that you lift their spirits through this podcast, Father God. I pray that they draw closer to you through this podcast, Father God. And I thank you for strengthening me and Diana right now. My wife, you know, she don't like to be called her name. <laughs> so... We just thank you right now for just being in this space with us, Father God, and continuing to propel us forward. And we just thank you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What's going down, honey? How you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. My base is a two, and I am at a solid three today. A I, three? Yeah, I'm above my base. <laughs> Well, we have a lot of new listeners, so should we explain what a check-in is? Okay, yeah. So, we basically check in on a scale from one to five. One being the worst day you ever had. Five being you're up on the mountain. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a baseline is just kind of where you're at naturally, where there's nothing really going bad. There's nothing really going great. It's just kind of where you normally are. Yeah. So I'm above my base today. My base is normally a two. I'm at a solid three. And when we're above our base, <laughs> we, we like to, to celebrate. That's why I clapped. <laughs> because, you know, we really need to celebrate when we're feeling better than normal. Yeah. But on the flip side, when we're feeling less than our base, we get a frowny face, but it's not frowned, frowned upon, upon because we have to know bad days to know good days, right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm at a three because... Just when I pause and reflect on where life has taken us, I'm just really grateful Mm. to be here. I think I've said before, I'm in the midst of, I'm like sitting in prayers that I've gotten on my knees for. And so it's really easy to lose sight of that when life gets very busy and just, you know, you forget sometimes that like, this is, this is what I had prayed for. And so tomorrow is Monday. And so typically... I would go into my Mondays just very anxious and just, you know, just fighting off Sunday scaries and stuff like that. And I was just sharing with my husband that I don't feel that today. I'm kind of motivated and encouraged (laughs) and like looking forward to my Monday, which is so odd. But it's because I've designed and God has really designed just a life that I want to get up for in the morning and that I want to live and that I love and I nurtured and we created. So... I'm really grateful for that space to be able to just say, like, I look forward to tomorrow. Like, yeah. I look forward to what tomorrow brings. Because I remember Man. when that wasn't always the case. <laughs> Seriously, y'all. Yeah. So, how are you feeling now? Let's see. I'm, my base is a four. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. naturally upbeat, you know, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I like to say that I'm at a five. Wow. Snaps and claps. Man, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? We just left the grocery store, man, prepped for, you know, a couple of days worth of food. Yeah. That's just like one more thing that I don't have to worry about in the week to come. Yeah. So it feels good to just put myself in a position to set myself up to be better than what I naturally would be at because just the lack of just going to the grocery store yeah. and just getting the groceries that we need because mm-hmm. like i feel like we're always like what are we going to eat i know, you know? like let's either eliminate you're frustrated that question. with me not knowing <laughs> or i'm frustrated with you not knowing yeah. so it's just you know really and it's a small thing but it just yeah. makes all the difference man yeah. and uh you know this was a long week yes but it was very very good and it challenged me in different ways and I'm just glad to be here to do what God has called me to do because just because you don't feel like it always doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us can attest to just being busy and then not really want to do it, but just not doing it, Yeah, you know, and that doesn't make you a bad person or like make you a failure. It just makes you human. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad to just be consistent in my walk today to where I know there's certain things that are just non-negotiable. Yeah. Just we just can't go without that. So I'm just glad to just be in a space to where God is just a non-negotiable in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thankful to just be walking with him with this level of obedience and this level of wisdom that he has given me through trial and error man so i'm just glad to be here today yeah. thankful for the breath that's in my body mm-hmm. you know it's just all a gift yeah that's so good i love how you ended on that note like god is just a non-negotiable man can't do you literally can't do life apart from him <laughs> man so what are we reading today today's story is isaac becomes a friend and if you want to go forward in the Bible, we are going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. But whatever version you have is fine. Uh, we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 26, verses 23 through 33. Coming out of the children's book, Isaac moved to Beersheba. The night he arrived there, the Lord spoke to him. I am the God whom your father Abraham worshipped, the Lord said. Do not be afraid. I will be with you also and will bless you. I will give you so many people in your family that you can't count them. They will become a great nation. I promised Abraham, who obeyed me, that I would do this. Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He decided to stay there and had his servants dig a well. But Isaac was surprised to see the Philistine king Abimelech come with two of his leaders to visit. Abimelech was the one who had told Isaac to go away. So why are you men here? Isaac asked. This can't be a friendly visit since you have told me in an unkind way to leave your country. It is clear to us that God is blessing you, they said. We want a peace treaty between us. If you promise not to hurt us, we will promise not to hurt you. Isaac gave a big party for these men. The next morning, they made a peace treaty between them. So the Philistines went home happy. That very day, Isaac's servants told him the good news. They had found water in the well they had been digging. How happy they all were for this news. It seemed that God had done something very special for them because they were peaceful. Okay, now coming out of New Living Translation, Genesis chapter 26, verses 23 through 33. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. 
I am the God of your father Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. Isaac's Covenant with Abimelech One day King Abimelech came from Gerar with his advisor Ahuzath, and also Fickle, his army commander. Why have you come here? Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, We can plainly see that the Lord is with you, so we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us, just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well, and we sent you away from us in peace. And now look how the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. We've found water, they exclaimed. So Isaac named the well Sheba, which means oath. And to this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means well of the oath. How the tides have turned. Right, right. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Remember, who came to see Isaac? King Abimelech and his army commander, Fick Fickle. Yeah. <laughs> what did they want? They wanted a peace treaty. I think they realized the power of God in Isaac's life, and so it's better to join them than to just work against, against them. them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Man. They were wise. <laughs> Why did Isaac think they wanted to make trouble? Because the last that they spoke was more, it wasn't even a conversation, it was more like a demand, like, leave my land, you're too prosperous. Man. And not to mention on his way out, like all of his walls kept getting stolen. So they didn't really leave on good terms, even though he says, I sent you away peacefully. Peacefully, yeah, if that's like, what you want to call peace. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, just because you didn't try to murder me, is that what you mean by peace? Yeah, I mean, you only cut every other resource off. But exactly. thank God he was plugged into the main source. So <laughs> Isaac could have gotten even. Yeah. Or he could have been a friend. Which did he do? was definitely a friend yes definitely a friend yes because he could have been Man. confrontational yeah it was like i don't want to make a treaty with you you know you yeah. see the power of god on me cool i'm glad you can see it mm. you know mm -hmm. he could have he could have like you know so not turned the other cheek mm -hmm. you know yeah so that was good of him do you think isaac did what was best I do think he did his best because there's a number of ways that could have gone and he, he could have really harbored resentment for the situation, but it's almost with him forming that treaty, it was almost extending an olive branch of forgiveness and starting anew, which is what God does with us all of the time, every time yeah. we trespass, you know, so yeah. he really practiced what the Bible teaches to do with our neighbor. Yeah. And he was like almost triggered, like on mm. sight. He was like, yeah. "What are y'all doing here?" He called it out. Yeah, like you hate me. Like, like you hate me. What like, are you? Like, <laughs> what are you here to do? Kill you're here me? To, yeah, <laughs> take what I take what I have, or yeah. what? Right. Yeah, I think he did what was best. Yes, I agree. 
Discover. Is it fun to get even with someone who has hurt you? Well, I'd say BC. BC, right? Before, before Christ. Christ. <laughs> I would definitely think it was a good time because if you hurt me, I'm coming mm. for you mm. and it's going to feel real good to my flesh. Mm. Like, let me use a scenario. Like, if you steal something from me or you talk bad about me and it's not true or you trespass against me, I, I'm looking to do the same to you. Mm. There is no conversation. It's on sight. Like when Isaac saw Abimelech. Abimelech and his people coming, like it wouldn't have been like, what you doing here? It would have been like, it's on now. Yeah. You know? But AC, <laughs> after Christ, there's no fun in that, man. There's no fun in that at all. Like, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, an eye for an eye, right? And when God <laughs> is with you, it's just a test. Like, he's checking to see, okay, yeah. you know they've come against you. But you know what I say to do with your neighbor. Love them. Forgive them of their trespasses. Not to be a fool about it, but just to show love. Those people didn't even know why they were coming against Isaac in the way that they were. It was their flesh. But once they took their flesh off and realized that, hey, this guy's actually operating in the power of God. Maybe we should go try to make peace with that. So even though originally they wanted a problem, the problem was solved through peace. Mm -hmm. If Isaac would have not chosen the peaceful path, he probably would have had an enemy a lot longer. So I don't think it's any fun. It's not fun for the accuser, and it's not fun for the one that's getting the treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't call it fun, but I think I would call it satisfying, which is different from fulfilling. Like, also BC, I think it would have been satisfying to my flesh to get even or match energy, but it's so short-lived, and the person that you really ultimately end up hurting is yourself. I know that's yes. so cliche, we say that all the time, but when you really evaluate situations in which you have gotten even, who really felt that, you know? Man. And like, to take pride, even if you hurt someone else, like to take pride in hurting someone else, like, that's not really something that we should be proud of, you not know? Not at all. And I do get it. I do get it because it's. It t I'm sure it took a lot for Isaac to choose peace and forgiveness over hatred and just fighting in his flesh. Ultimately, I think, like, that's just the winning battle. Like, that's the one that lasts. That's, to me, more fulfilling because at the end of the day, Abimelech and whomever else still go back without God to wherever they're at and Isaac walks with him. God promises him, I'm going to take care of you and your descendants. Mm. I think you're right that it is a test, especially when we proclaim that, right? Like how many of us have said, I'm not going to go there. or They're not going to get the best out of me or whatever. Like we say those things and then those situations come to test us and how often we fail, right? Man. We're human. And I think God knows that, but he wants to trust us with more. And the only way that he can trust us with more is if he trusts us where we're at with these things that I know he knows are hard. Mm. But trust me, God is dealing with that other person too. You don't have to deal with them. Like God's going to do it in his time. Yeah. Let him get the revenge, you know? Like he he's better at it. So I'm going to leave it to him. Yeah. AC. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Or is it more fun to forgive? 
Oh, I wouldn't call forgiveness funny either. <laughs> Full transparency. I mean, this is still one that I struggle with and sometimes in ways that I didn't even know I was still struggling with it. But mm. it can be different people, places, and things, just different situations that come to trigger something in me. But I think that's the beauty of it too is that it's never the other person. It's something in me, something mm. that God is showing me, working out in me. He shows me me every time. Every single time. And so, is it fun to forgive? No, I don't think so. I think it's harder to do that. But when you do that and like fully forgive, I think it's very freeing in a way. And forgiveness doesn't mean acceptance. You don't have to accept the situation or accept what has happened, but you have forgiveness for it, which is different. You're, you're freeing yourself from that thing. Because it's like it just hurts us, you know? Exactly. And just to piggyback off that, I don't think forgiveness is fun at all. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a you thing because the person that trespassed or did whatever it is that you think that shouldn't be forgiven. Yeah. They're not worried about it. It's only harboring and resentment is manifesting inside of you. That's something that they have done that they have to seek forgiveness for for themselves. But you have to forgive yourself first for the experience. Wow, that's good. Yeah. And then also forgive them for trespassing. For me personally, that's something that I also deal with. I struggle. I struggle with. I struggle with forgiveness in many ways. And that's not a bad thing. I can be real and transparent today and say that I do need to forgive some people in my life. And I know that I don't have the level of forgiveness that I thought I had for those people because when certain situations pop up, I feel that lack of forgiveness in my heart. Mm. And that's something I'm seeking God for personally on. Lord, help me to learn how to forgive these people. Lord, help me to understand why they would even have the mind to do these things. Lord, help me to just understand. Help me to forgive because that's not something that we can do on our own. Your flesh wants to hold on to that. Your flesh wants to make you upset and angry and carry that level of hatred in your spirit. But that's not what God is like. I want you to think about how many times that you've trespassed. I want you to think about how many times that you have been forgiven unknowingly because the only one that's walking this earth that's perfect is Jesus that was perfect was his son so all of us are in need of forgiveness so I challenge you search your heart for those things that you don't have forgiveness for and ask God to help you with those because I'm doing that myself. He forgives us daily. He forgives us daily for the things that we may or may not do. The things that you see or don't see the results of or like the outcome of. And so when we ask for forgiveness, it's not even for our fellow man. Sometimes it's just for us because we sit on the daily. Like man. I wake up, my mindset not in the right spot or just not checking in with him or just maybe cussing someone out if they like cut you off in traffic like there's so many areas in our life in which we're not perfect and so i don't think god expects that either but i think in the same way that isaac made a covenant with abimelech god made a covenant with us he made an oath with us i think that's important to remember when we think about themes of forgiveness and just all of these like not so fun topics right but god forgives us six seven eight nine ten multiple times who are we not to forgive man so true 
apply. Someone is mean to you and hurts you, then that person wants to be your friend. <laughs> what should you do? A person would never know if I didn't like them because I never show it. <laughs> Like, you don't know if I like you or if I don't like you because I, I just treat you the same way. The way that you treat me doesn't dictate how I treat you. And that has nothing to do with them. It just has to do with, like, just my walk and where I want to put my energy and intentions. And it just doesn't sit right with me to treat people in the same way that I'm treated. Like, it just has never really sit well with me. So I always try to give respect. There are moments where it's like I'm not my best. For the most part, I just don't respond in the same way. For me personally, I would never treat the next person the way that they treated me. But I will distance myself not in the aspect of oh like we can't be cordial we can't be in same places at the same time but i'm not going to have dinner with you i'm not going to invite you to my home abimelech and isaac just made a treaty they said listen we're gonna be cool but we're gonna be in our own spaces you don't hurt me i don't hurt you it was an agreement so if you trespass against me i forgive you Prior to Abimelech kicking Isaac out of the land that he was prospering in, they had a good relationship. But once he started to prosper too much, Abimelech didn't like that. So he said, you got to go. One way or another, he was mean to him, right? He hurt Isaac because he's like, why does he want me to leave? I didn't do anything. And it's not what you do. It's what God's doing through you that makes people want to be mean to you. Hmm. So it has nothing to do with you. So when Abimelech came back, it had nothing to do with Isaac. It had everything to do with God. Isaac chose to turn the other cheek. God rewarded him in bringing his enemy to his feet. He said, just make a peace treaty with me. I don't want any conflict. I don't want you hurting mine. And I don't want to hurt yours. He even threw a little lie in there and said, I'll let you go in peace. Whatever he had to tell himself, right? <laughs> Whatever the accuser had to tell themselves to make them feel good mm. about what they did. Mm. So for me, it's all love. But we don't play the same. Yeah. And I think for me, BC, I would have accepted, maybe not forgiven, but accepted, tolerated that person that was mean and hurt me just to keep the peace but who i am now i almost i like what isaac did in terms of having a conversation i think so many things just get misconstrued just because the hurt isn't said like we just don't speak about what happened we just assume that the other person knew our intentions when we did something or caused harm and then we move on but that sometimes is more hurtful so for me those that want to be my friend if this if that's what it said like want to be in your life i would just require the same respect that i give or we just don't have to be friends and that's not in a mean way that's not a boundary to keep people out it's just to protect like my energy and who i am i feel like god's intentions through a person is always revealed with time so if they're really a friend they'll show it they don't mm -hmm. need to tell me that they want to be my friend like it's just shown through action so for me now i do require some form of accountability for feelings that were had and not to say that like you're responsible for them but acknowledge that i'm a human you're a human there was hurt and like now we just need to move on to move on in a healthy way for me mm -hmm. everyone is very different and that process looks very different some people will never 
offer me an I'm sorry. I think there's just a lot of people that don't ever get healthy goodbyes modeled or you know they're just they never get an apology so I'm okay with that too but that's why it's so important to examine our heart in the situation and make sure that when that situation is happening or it's closed you've closed that chapter that you're not harboring that same resentment or animosity hatred hurt whatever towards that person place or thing because that's how it festers in your heart as unforgiveness mm. it's really small it's really small so yeah i mean i'm totally open to you know if you want to be my friend after like things have been had but true friendship to me calls for accountability i agree well do you have any final takeaways i guess my final takeaways would just be just going back to what god promised isaac and it was such a beautiful reminder of it's not what it looks like i know right now that because of who you are you're being trespassed against but I promise you it's not what it looks like. Your existence isn't predicated on like the situation that's happening. I still call you blessed. You're still on the right path. Keep doing what I told you to do. You don't have to dim your light for anybody. You don't have to change up. It's just, I love that messaging of like, that's their problem. Man. And honestly, it's none of our business what the next person thinks about us. It's really not, it's okay. You don't have to be well liked by everybody. But that doesn't mean that you change the course of what God has you to do. Because He you're you've entered a covenant with Him. There's promises He's keeping for you. He's made an oath to you. So I think it's okay that you're not everybody's cup of tea and not everyone's gonna like you. And then they may come back to you super fugazi, like, oh, but you know, let's just keep the peace. Who knows? Who knows how like genuine that really was? Was it to keep the peace or was it because, oh, you're too powerful and I don't want you to, you know, hurt me or like consider me an enemy? You know what I mean? It's almost mm. very strategic. So, but that's not our business. We're about kingdom business. And so I think for me, that was just my biggest takeaway is just, it just really doesn't matter forgive pivot and keep moving and the quicker the better like if we can just like move from those situations in a healthy way i think that's all god wants what about you yeah i mean you kind of took the words out of my mouth i think my takeaways would just have to be the reassurance of god knowing that no matter who comes against you no matter what comes to tear you or break you or shake you off of the foundation of god it will never work as long as you're obedient to what god is saying in that moment when isaac was faced with the trespass of Abimelech and his people when they were throwing dirt on his father's wells when Literally. <laughs> they were kicking them out of the land where he was prosperous at it was a test God knew already the promise that he made to Abraham his father he said I'm gonna make your descendants numerous I'm gonna bless you abundantly and this was before Isaac was even in the picture. So just the reassurance that Isaac was going the right way and he did what he was supposed to do because I feel like, and I truly believe, if he would have went into conflict with Abimelech, he would have blocked his blessing. Mm. If he would have caused the war off of not wanting to leave where God was trying to take him out of, he would have been in a conflict that he would have never been in if he would have just been obedient to what God said. So it makes me question, when are you disobeying God when he's saying move and you're being still or when he says don't get in conflict with that person but you're in conflict or when he says forgive but you're still holding resentment 
How many blessings are you blocking by being disobedient? There's generational blessings that have been spoken over you. Mm. That God wants to fulfill. And this doesn't change because you come from a wealthy family or you come from a poor house or because you come from a drug addiction or whatever the circumstances that your life has brought you through. God has been with you through it all. But he's asking now, will you be obedient when it doesn't look like what you think it's supposed to look like? Isaac had to come from a place of prosperity to go be thirsty. And he had to do it by turning the other cheek. To see yourself having a bunch of money and then somebody comes and tells you, you got to go. You wanted too good over here. I can't have it. Now you got to go be broke. I can't say that all of us would have that type of energy and obedience to say, okay, so search yourself, find time to be with God and ask him, what do you want me to do? When you find yourself about to be in conflict, God, how would you have me to handle this conflict? Should I just bite my tongue? Should I just distance myself? Should I just come to you in prayer? What should I do? Not what you should do because our flesh is always going to tell us what we shouldn't do we're not looking for satisfaction here we're looking for fulfillment and fulfillment only comes through what god wants for us let me tell you isaac was in power when ambalek came to him but when ambalek initially took him out of his prosperous place he thought that he was in power but how the tables turned i want peace with you man i don't want smoke god is obviously with you and that's the thing about it god is obviously on you and they can see it they can smell it they lust after it but they're not willing to do what you're willing to do mm. for it to be on them like it's on you Oof, give me chills so just understand that the promises that God has given you will only be fulfilled through your obedience. You literally lose by falling victim to what they want. They want you not to forgive. They want you to hold the grudge. They want you to be in conflict. They want you to be in chaos. They don't want you with the peace that surpasses all understanding. So that's pretty much my takeaways. Nice. I think we can close out. Yes. Go ahead and pray out, honey. All minds clear. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a faithful God. We thank you that you have entered into a covenant with us, that you have promised things that outlast our generations, Father God. We thank you for the intergenerational healing that's coming. We thank you for the forgiveness that's coming. We thank you for the open hearts, Father God, that will profess out of their mouth, O oh God that they are called by you, that they are willing, and that they are able, oh God. We're so grateful for every new and current listener, oh God. We thank you for the work that you're doing in their lives. And we just ask that you meet them where they are, wherever they are on their walk with you, oh God. That you continue to reveal yourself and prove yourself faithful and beautiful and just in every which way that they can acknowledge that it's just in you and through you that they have their being father god that that it's you in them and not them alone father god that allows them to do everything that you've called them to do and if you have forgiven them who are they not to forgive their neighbor father god we ask that they continue to search their hearts and they give way and pause for those that trespass against them father god that they just find grace and mercy for anyone that has hurt them 
or just caused any harm in their life, O oh God. We thank you that you're doing a new thing in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Sundays with Mike and Diana. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. If you're in the Las Vegas area, join us for our in-person Bible study every third Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. And don't forget to connect with us at underscore Sundays podcast. Thanks for listening. See you for Bible study next week. Light work. work.